Hello and welcome to this week's episode of the podcast for the recently deceased. This is episode six, the Scream 5 episode. I'm Nate Roberts. I'm Rodney Godek. And we watched Scream over the weekend. Um, I hope you did too. It was uh, it was a good movie, definitely uh, a good installment <laughs> to the franchise. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know where we want to start. So, uh, Rob, yeah, I don't you... either. I didn't. <laughs> sure. So, I mean, we haven't. Uh, you know, to increase the excitement that we have doing this stream with everyone and with each other uh we have not talked to each other about it i only saw it yesterday you saw it a couple two days ago i think on, on sunday but opening weekend uh i went when it was uh just a matinee to avoid crowd because i hate crowd yep. um at least with where i'm at in central new york it is not the best thing and even the difficulty is sometimes in a small theater there might be one or two annoying people that are heightened because you can't hear anything else so i went matinee so i didn't get any crowd experience but i got to see the film like that did you have uh, other people yeah, in yeah. the film? Yeah, I'm like three people. I went to a Sunday noon matinee. Okay. So I could take notes and like not have people <clears throat> looking at me weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I had my little notepad and I was just like, do, do, do. And there's yeah. people behind me. But there are a couple back and there's recliners. Yeah. They couldn't see me. It's fine. And I didn't really care. Uh, I once took my C++ book to a football game in high school. So, so. totally okay yeah. with it. Uh, so yeah, I don't know where to start. Uh, overall impression, overall, positive or negative? Overall positive. I mean, I don't, I don't put it on the level um, as a uh, as a requel, and we'll get into that world um, towards the sure you know, later in the episode. Is, are they uh, the first to coin that term? I think they are, and and I think that's probably one of my favorite parts about this movie, and and even uh, when you go back to like Scream One, they definitely. Um, you know, have their own vernacular. They they create like um, phrases that become part of pop culture. No one, no one in the United States can say "I'll be right back" without remembering that scene from Scream. It's 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 iconic. Sure. Um, okay. Yeah. So so I I feel like requel is the term. You know, thanks to Scream Five. Um, and, and there are a lot of them, uh, even last year, uh, two were on my top five, Candyman and, uh, Halloween Kills, which was actually the second of the requel, uh, you know, Halloween 2018 was actually the requel, right? Right, right. You, you know, the, uh, the let's reboot the franchise, but we can't, so let's kind of come up with a crazy, unique way to make a sequel, destroy some canon in the process, and make our, and write our new right. canon, Right. So then let's talk real quick about like how they're defining it in the film because this doesn't happen until... Okay, so before we get into more detail, uh, this is going to be a spoiler-laden episode. Right. We're not going to um, restrict our conversation within the bounds of spoilers. And so right. please know that watching in, we would yes. expect or hope that everyone has seen it. Uh, but just a fair warning, we will be discussing the movie in detail. And so I wanted to talk about when they talk about Requel, uh, right. which is much later in the movie. So let's so before that, let's just um, for anyone who um, isn't familiar with the meta horror, uh, start by talking about one through four. Just very briefly. Okay. Just very briefly. Sure. The first scream was the <clears throat> first 
maybe maybe the first ever, but definitely the first popular Hollywood big budget A list horror movie that was meta. It was it was almost like the film was self aware, um, you know, making jokes, kind of winking at the audience. Um, and it was not a horror comedy. It play it played like a horror movie that you know that was funny, but it wasn't a full on horror comedy, which you know is. Uh, would kind of make it goofy and, and, and whatever. It, and it turned out to be this amazing, iconic horror film, as we said earlier. Screen yeah, and two. I think it's like one of the very first movies, and maybe there were others, but like whenever you're saying stuff where meta, it, all of the universe of horror that exists in the world as we know it exists in the movie Scream as they know it, and they talk about it nonstop. There's references to real-world horror uh, actors, actresses, and films to kind of talk about what you should or shouldn't do to survive a horror movie because there's this murderer loose and they're a part of it. And so it's like they're aware that they're in a horror movie without being in a horror movie. And so like that's the what they're right. doing whenever they talk about it. And it hadn't been done before in this kind of a way. And so it was uh, genre-defining, groundbreaking type uh, territory and standout top some people consider it a modern day classic. Like it is one of the top five slashers. You know, some people say like, "Oh, Michael Myers, such as Ghostface and Scream," Ghostface. should yeah. be in that list. People include it. So yeah, so that's sure. how Scream One starts. High school kids thing happens. Ghostface, um, and the killers were friends, uh, two friends that were just fellow students of Sydney, and they had trauma because Billy. Uh, Billy's mother left, and or father left because of the actions of Sydney's mother, right. and so that was their impetus for donning Ghostface and murdering her, trying to murder her and all of her friends. All their friends, uh, yeah, right. And then you, you know, you go to Scream Two, and um, now it's not how to survive a horror movie; it's how to survive a horror sequel. And they discuss mm -hmm. all the sequel tropes um, as if you know, these sequel tropes are going to be real life. Um, Scream 3, how to survive a trilogy. And the final in the trilogy, all bets are off. Even the main character can die, so watch out, Sydney. Um, you know, I thought 2 was um, a little better than 3. I think 3 was the weakest in the original trilogy. But, you know, you have to appreciate the commentary and, like, what they're what they're trying to do... With, with the concept of, of a meta horror film. Well, yeah, and they try to do so many other things that they're making fun of or poking fun of or making fun of itself. They just do it in so many different ways uh, between two and between three. And it's funny because it gets even thinner of a line or a thread they're trying to, uh, to, um, to, you know, uh, to draw between it because by three, the exposition of a trilogy, the rules can't exist from our traditional expositionist being randy meeks his character dies and is killed in the second film so the yeah. how do they solve this he's the guy that explains everything they magically have a vhs that he recorded before his passing to be delivered to the main characters if this happens again post-mortem right. as sort of like to explain things and to <laughs> to clue us all in as to the rules of a trilogy right and it's hilarious and it makes sense but it's 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 funny but it works, and it's kind of you accept it. It's yeah. this unit, this whole scream universe does ridiculous things that you just accept and you're okay with. It doesn't bother you as much as it would in other films because of the meta 
self-referential quality of the film. Right, right. So four breaks this mold. They can't do the same thing. Right, and 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 that's why I think four. I don't want to say four is is better than one, but I put four. Could because it isn't. I put. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't want to say I like four more than I like one. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> okay, there you go. But. I really enjoyed four um, because ten years later, ten years after uh, Scream Three, it's how to survive a reboot. And not only does the film poke fun at itself as it always has, it pokes fun at, at the whole Hollywood system and in, and indicts Hollywood for not having original ideas. Um, right. And this and this is probably my favorite, uh, you know, part of of Scream Four, um, aside from. That the story kind of went in new directions. Um, I, I liked uh, Emma Roberts's character. I liked um, the Culkin brothers' character. Uh, I, yeah, I Rory. Was, I, I I kind of pegged Rory as one of the killers. I didn't see the Emma Roberts uh, reveal coming. Um, I really really enjoyed four. I, and we re- I rewatched all four of them last week. Um, yeah, me too. <laughs> and and honestly, while I'm watching four, I'm like, did I even watch this when it first came out? I feel like I had never sure. seen it before. <laughs> I uh, I hadn't seen that one before because after, especially after three, I just got, I lost interest. And the thing I think about the franchise that maybe it's doing it intentionally, maybe it doesn't matter. I don't know. It has this quality where it's just it's the same thing over and over again the meta quality of the film it's making fun of itself it does it all the time like there has to be something else that's keeping me engaged as a viewer or as a horror fan where it can't just keep hitting the same note and i feel like between two three and four they each have certain qualities that do elevate what they're trying to do but then other times where it brings it down into you just accept it because it's what it is Right. Uh, but it doesn't elevate anything or doesn't say any, doesn't, uh, you know, dredge a new ground or things like that. So that's where it, I feel like it's exciting time with five coming out that it's maybe going to try to correct or steer the steer, re-steer the course to a, a brighter future, which I think they're going to try to be doing. Right. Okay. So viewer, finally, let's talk about screen five. And we are omitting the miniseries, the TV series, correct? Oh, sure, sure. Which, right. uh, which, it it which, exists, but it's not in the universe. It's not it's in the just... film universe, right. Right. Uh, so... first, first season was really good, if you never saw it. <laughs> just saying. All right, so yeah, uh, Scream 5, which some people are saying, why not call it Scream 5? And they talk about this in the film. But for me, for me, the M is very pointed like a V, so the oh. new Roman numeral five to me is in the it's title. Kind of in the title. That's yeah. that's my thought. I don't I don't know if they intend that. But that's how I see it. And so whenever people say why not call it Scream Five, I think yeah, it is called Scream Five. It's right there. Right. Uh, I did not catch that. Um, but what I like about Scream Scream. What I like about Scream Twenty Scream Twenty Twenty Two. Right off the bat is. We start with a phone call. Um, it is uh, the main character, Sam's sister, Tara, that answers the phone. Yeah. Uh, she goes through the usual. Um, there's a sick fake out where she he sends a video, or like supposedly a live video, but it was probably a recorded video of, of, him, friend, yeah. of, of him outside her friend's house. 
um, and he's asking her the questions because if she gets them wrong, he's going to kill the friend. And it turns out mm-hmm. he's he's at her house all along, and, and he attacks her. Now, she survives the attack. So right off the bat, we're in new Scream territory. Right. Um, right? So it's Did not... you get all the questions on the quiz, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was, right. I was like, Gail Weathers, Heather Graham. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Heather Graham, absolutely. Um, yeah. And then uh, Billy and Stu. Uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> she only names Billy. She only yeah, she only names Billy. So she was wrong. But to her credit, and I think this is for for me, I laughed out loud, uh out loud. She was saying how she likes intelligent horror. Yeah. And she lists the Babadook as her favorite. I personally hate the Babadook. <laughs> and so to but she listed a bunch of those kind of films, I think, oh, yeah. by the end of it. I don't know if they did it early on, but they uh the um the other character, the tw- the female of the twins, who is the the Randy of this uh, of Scream Five, also yeah, that's Mindy. Mindy. She also um, has a has a a bit about elevated horror and uh, name drops Jordan Peele, um, which which yeah. was nice. to me her naming Babadook. I wrote her off. I was like, she doesn't know shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I I did not like the Babadook. <laughs> yeah. If you're talking intelligent horror, there's a lot better options, but whatever. Yeah. Elevated horror was the word they used. <laughs> Elevated horror. Elevated horror. Not, yeah. yeah. Intelligent horror. Same thing. <laughs> um, okay. So Sam and Tara have bad blood. Sam gets a phone call, and she's on her way. She's she's coming. She lives in California. She's coming even though she, her and her sister <laughs> have, have uh, yeah. you know, some kind of history. And... Right, her and her boyfriend Richie are employed at a bowling alley. It's the middle of the day, and there are two bowling alley employees that are both out at break. I don't know what kind of busy bowling alley this <laughs> fucking is, but I've only seen like one guy at that damn place spraying the shoes, so it's ridiculous. I noticed that. I kind of picked up. I was like, two people at an empl- a bowling alley in the middle of the day. This is weird. Plus, two young, attractive people working at a bowling alley. Also preposterous, but I think intentionally so. To me, that was enjoyable. <laughs> sure, sure. And Richie, um, played by Jack Quaid, um, right. the uh, the the boys, I, the boys. Yeah, I don't know if you want to call him the main character. He's he's at least the protagonist of season one. Um, did play the Huey. Oh, yeah, Huey exactly. It was a smaller yeah. role in season two, but he was still definitely yeah part of the right boys. less of the forefront. Yeah, right. Um. So yeah, so, so they, they leave together to go back down to see Tara. Right. They hit the road. Um, and she finds out he's never seen a stab movie. Uh, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. So they get there, and this is where Sam gets the phone call uh, in the break room at the hospital. And yeah, this was another surprising twist for me. Right. And well, she, she gets quick. She gets attacked right away. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And Ghostface runs off. And now, you know, the report, the police report is two attacks. Uh, no, you know, mm-hmm. no body count yet. Um, yeah. But they, you know, they cite the Ghostface mask. So everybody's on high alert. Right. And so they, but before they're at the hospital, because um, the kids kind of have their uh, moment 
a la the original Scream, where they're all kind of gathered in a quad-type area outside the high school talking about what happened to their friend, who is now at hospital. Um, and I think that the kid that plays Wes, uh, Wes Hicks, uh, daughter of now Sheriff Hicks, he, like, his his hair was super 90s, and I don't oh, yeah. think kids wear their hair like that. The bleach blonde yeah. tips yeah, yeah. is goofy. Yeah. I think it was intentional. Like, it, it's... Right, right. Well, I think that character once again was kind of like was kind of like putting Wes Craven in the movie. Um, so maybe right. that, maybe that's why they they did his hair that way. Um. So, what happens next? Well, so they they talk and they they you see the one uh, guy that looks almost like the Billy Loomis character from the first one, where the loner guy that's outside of his with his Mustang sure, outside sure. the school, and he's like kind of giving him shit, looking at his girlfriend or at um, Chad's girlfriend, uh, Liv, or something like that. I think that's who he's looking at. Right, right, right. Um, they have some kind of history have... we don't know about. Yeah, yeah. And so, like, so that that happened. Then the, the hospital stuff happens, and now. I think it's them at the bar later where the set, the second uh, or third attack, but first confirmed first kill. kill occurs afterwards with the guy that was confrontational or in their face at the high school. Right. And, and that is where you hear Nick cave and red right hand. Right. And I th- I'm so glad because it wasn't included in number four, right? The, the uh... soundtrack. I think that people have said that, that they hated that. I couldn't confirm because I forgot. I thought they all had it. I don't. It was like I, a token scream movie. Song was in the fourth movie, right? Uh, but it was in all the other ones, and so here it is, and it's on his radio. He goes to turn off the car. It cuts out, but then it begins right back up when Ghostface attacks them. That was a really good scene. I did enjoy that scene. Yep. Yep. First kill, good kill. Um. Mm-hmm. So then it w- it would be uh. Sam and Richie tracking down Dewey, or or actually we get yeah. Dewey we get Dewey first, um, where he's like he's living in a trailer, having beer for breakfast, yeah. watching uh you know the Good Morning <laughs> America Weathers, show yeah. <laughs> featuring Gail Weathers, and he's got this idiot smile. He's the happiest guy in the world getting to watch his his we assume right away ex wife uh, on right. television. Um, and he's obviously, you know, no longer the sheriff either. We find out that he uh, was forced into retirement later. Um, right. But they Sam... want to go there because they need help to figure things out from the original people, the legacy characters of the Scream franchise. Right. Also, um, Ghostface tells Sam that she's the the star, the target, the Sydney of this mm-hmm. movie, because um, it it you know the the killers after two three so three and four um the victims see the killers as making their own movie in real life through the killings and that becomes kind of a a model for um for for what they do and how they do it and so they start referring to other characters um not characters but people in the movie as the star or the know-it-all you know what happens to the to the know-it-all right um Mm -hmm. so i lost my train of thought but that's okay because well so whenever they went out to talk to to dewey uh you hear dewey's theme song the kind of guitar riff which was memorable from all the other films he was in and they 
do not convince them. He more or less says, like, uh, yeah. no. no. See ya. Yeah. But he does text Gail, um, <laughs> yeah. which is hilarious, um, yeah. that, uh, that they've started again. Right. And to which she immediately comes down. Right, she just leaves. Right. Um, he also calls... <laughs> you don't see call, her until the next kill scene, but... He calls Sydney too. And she says, no, right. fu- no fucking way am I coming back there ever again. Yeah. She's with uh, the kids running, uh, talks about Mark. Some people have, um, I've seen questioned, uh, Mark, is it uh, Mark Kincaid, who was the detective in... Three. Three. Don't know. Don't know. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Uh, don't find out. Well, except unless it's uh, in future requel. Requel stream six, which it could be. Yeah. So they get back, uh, and this is where we have the next big exposition dump about what's happening in the film. Dewey eventually joins them on the couch at the house, uh, correct, to then talk yeah. about what roles everyone's going to play and how they have to prepare. Mindy's leading, and this is because this is Mindy and Chad are nephews. Uh, nephew and niece to the original exposition character uh, Randy makes Randy, Jamie right. Kennedy's character. Right. Uh, it's is... their mother is the aunt that came with the VHS in Scream Three. Right, and it's the same actress. Right, same weird looking girl. <laughs> uh, and the, the you see Randy's photo, and that's kind of cool because he's not in it, but his spirit is in it. Uh, and his photo is in the backdrop of his niece. Mindy, for the most part, doing all the describing of how it's happening, and she starts talking about all these other films and how they do things and how it's related to Stab. And you start to understand everyone's a suspect. Um, oh, which we should mention, uh, Dewey was the kind of first one to finger uh, right. Richie, Richie at the love interest. Right. Look at the love interest. What's this guy doing? What are you doing? Yeah. First off, get how, away from him. How long have you known him? Six months? <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. Uh, what do you know about him? Does he, Has he ever seen the Stab movies? Is he a, is, <laughs> Does he love them? Is he a, uh, obsessed with them? Uh, right. And then and then he says he's watching it. He's watching it on Netflix in the hospital. I think the first time they go there. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, "What are you doing?" He's like, uh, "Stabs on Netflix." <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, uh, you know, he says that it's in these in these kind of situations. Um, it's it's the lo- you know it's always the love interest. And then he says, right. then he says, "What about your sister? Does she have a close knit group of friends?" Um, the killer is among them. Yeah. Um, right. So he tells us who two of the killers are. Yeah, right away. <laughs> he says it's the love it. and one of her friends. Right. <laughs> and he doesn't know that they're from California. <laughs> they just drove to wherever this place is. Right. Because um, I don't know. Do we ever know where, like, what state this uh, this town is in? No, yeah. It's, I think it's all California. They oh, mentioned California? Uh, Modesto. Modesto is where they're from. It's where they are. Richie and Sam. Richie and Sam right? are in Modesto. In yeah. Woodsboro, it's a it's a fictitious town. A fictitious Woodsboro town. is okay. yeah, it's a made believe town. And we're assuming, so we're assuming California then. Yes. Okay. Yes. Not that not that great of a road trip for uh, for Richie and Sam. Right. Uh, so yeah, the couch scene happens. The only thing like memorable aside from Mindy kind of channeling the the spirit of Randy and in, yes. in that whole scene, there was a funny one liner from Dewey where. Uh, Wes, Wes's character started saying how he's a suspect. Like, your motive is you've been, like, beat to shit every time this killer comes around and your wife divorced you. So you've got a lot of reason to be the murderer. And he's like, well, 
you must be the murderer because that cut deep. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it was, yeah. Like it was a dumb line, but it still made me chuckle and I kind of uh, liked it. <laughs> I, I I laughed out loud at that, at that line. I thought, <laughs> yeah. It was it was so unexpected. I I did right. not expect a joke there, so I, it came way out of left field and was and was really great. Really great. Now, do you know, does David Arquette, is his face just genuinely always that squinty? Is it just the character? Because I'm looking at the poster even, his face is normal looking. I don't think he, his eyes are always like super squinty like that. But in this role, they're always super squinty. And it's kind of funny that he like maybe did it for the first movie. And now, now he's five movies time. later, he always has to fucking squint his eyes. He must hate it. Yeah. He's got, he goes home after day of home and he's just got headaches. Like, oh my God. <laughs> You gotta I'm kill me off. In the, you gotta kill me off in this yeah. movie. I can't. I can't do I it can't again. I can't keep doing it. I can't do it again. <laughs> my optometrist is down my neck. <laughs> yeah. All right. So the next kill, um, the unfortunate Two kills, right? double. Yeah, it was a double. The sheriff, yeah. the new sheriff, and her son Wes, and the sheriff right. is is the deputy from Four. And right. um, played by the same actress. So you know, it it was really great to see. <laughs> Uh, as much of the old cast come back as as did come back, for sure. The legacy characters that they included they were all there. It helped. The whole purpose of having this idea of a prequel is that you need them there to kind of solidify or to anchor the new direction that this boat is going to be going. Right. So and and once this was very creative. Um, the the this killer is is probably one of the smartest ones so far because so far it's been a it's been a ton of fake outs just like the first call with tara and the the video of him being outside amber's house um he calls the sheriff and says i'm gonna kill your son and sets a trap for her to run into and she you know runs back to the house and literally runs right into his knife and then he goes inside and kills the son (laughs) So also sort of a twist on the shower scene. The shower scene is now a male shower scene. Male shower scene. Which is not common. And then he goes through the house because you even expect um, Ghostface to be in the house. It'll happen up there, right. Right. And and they do like four classic fake-outs in a row to the point where it it was like obvious. Yeah, door opens. grabbing things. Door closes. And the music, and the music heightens. The the, the violins are gone. The (laughs) crescendo. Nothing. Nothing. And then he does it again at the fridge door. Two doors in a row. Um, And of course the shower scene as well. So he goes through the whole house, and then you're like, "What is going on?" It goes right outside to the the mom running in, and goes face right there at the top of the porch. She runs right into the knife. So it's just like so well done. you know, so smart, like a, a departure from formula a little bit. Like, uh, the, these fake-outs um, were, were just really nice to see. Yeah, he goes to, uh, he sees the doors open, and he knows it was closed and locked, because he locked it, because his mother said, lock the door, that's just what they do. He's equipped because of this killer. And he goes, and he closes it, and that's when Ghostface gets him. And this, I think, is where it. this movie starts to now set itself apart from the rest, or to welcome, this is new horror, this is, we have to heighten the experience of these kills. And this one was pretty intense. This was super close up. You're inches away from the face, the camera is. 
uh, and the knife is just slowly going into the neck. And there's a prosthetic. It's not CGI. Yeah. It's all there, and it's perfect. It goes in, and you can see it go through, and it's just blood going out. And it just and it just slows down. It just goes with them. It was super graphic in a way that I don't think the others were. Uh, and I think that it was like think it was really trying to set a tone like this is the new level that we're going for with yeah. kills yeah i i totally agree uh that was a, a great kill all right the next thing that happens i believe we're back to the hospital the next beat anyway uh um, yeah i think that that makes sense uh well sydney shows up somewhere maybe after or at the hospital so it's at this point where i stopped taking notes because like i was like i was noting a lot of these things whenever i was watching it it was hard to read in yeah. the theater to be honest but um there's a scene after this where um it might have been chad i can't remember one of them's eating pizza uh pizza hut maybe it's i can't remember where it is but you see the box open and it has pizza hut's logo it was kind of like in your face advertisement for Pizza Hut, which I thought was weird. It didn't make sure. any sense because I don't remember any other advertisement of brands throughout the film. Right. That kind of made me scratch my head. I was like, does Pizza Hut still logo their shit under the lid? I don't remember. I haven't had a Pizza Hut in a long time. I um, didn't know they were still open. <laughs> you know that there's one in town. It's by Brooks. Um, I think it's at the theater, but either way, um, they mention uh, Stab 8. I think there's like a clip. I think, yeah, because there's Pizza Hut. I think someone's watching videos. You see them talking about how Stab 8 in their universe is being made and how people are trashing it because why aren't they calling it Stab 8? It's Stab 8. It's, why, did, yeah. why are they just calling it Stab? They're stupid. And right. Ghostface doesn't use this knife anymore. He's got a flamethrower. They're totally <laughs> ruining the franchise. It doesn't mean anything yeah. anymore. And they're just trash on it. Just more right. of the comedic so, elements yeah. of what these films do. Right, Stab Eight is a requel in the in the Scream universe. Right, and uh, like your take on the M looking like a five, a B looks like an eight. So <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, I thought this commentary was was hilarious. Um, talking about uh, requels once again, um, especially with. Um, the Halloween 2018 and Candyman coming out this year and mm-hmm. uh, or last year and um, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre uh, requel coming out this year. Um, it it certainly is a thing and once again, just like in four, they're they're making fun of themselves, but also they they indict Hollywood again for not having original right. ideas and coming at it from this new angle instead of, although well, they, they spent the reboot angle to the point where, you know, it can't, you know, they can't reboot anything anymore. So now that they, now they've had to come up with this new concept of requels. They even mentioned star Wars that seven, eight and nine are requels because yeah, yeah, it's yeah. new characters, it's new, fresh stuff, but they're all, uh, you know, attached to the legacy characters in some way, and that's that's also the line that keeps coming up uh, from Sydney and from Gail, mostly Gail, that it doesn't matter that it's happening to you guys; it's tied to the past, and you'll find the answers yeah. in, the, in the past. You're not going to find the right. answers, um, you know, here around. You have to 
figure out what to figure out why this is happening to you, you have to go back. Right. Uh, and it's after the the Hicks deaths, uh, Wes and uh, the sheriff, that you Gail shows up. Uh, Dewey's there, and yeah. that's how she ends up getting involved. And it's not until yeah, because then it goes back to the hospital because that's where. Um, this is where uh, Ghostface comes back. And, right. Um, and the, because yeah. everyone has left Tara alone. Right. Because, because the sheriff, the sheriff is dead. was killed. They're all now so leaving they, the hospital. They rush back. And e everyone left the hospital. Everyone. Apparently. Well, no, no, no. She, this is she, a... was, she was on a private room. She was on a private floor. <laughs> which and there I thought, was a cop who did get I, killed. Which was but the, yeah. It turned into Halloween too. From the eighties for a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she was Laurie Strode in the wheelchair. In the wheelchair, yeah, yeah. And and so he's on the phone uh, with uh, Sam. He he's given her the quiz. Uh, Richie gets there first. So now the quiz is now the the final question is. I'll only kill one of them. Who's it going to be, Richie or Sam? Uh, you know, she buys some time. She keeps stringing the killer along by just, like, making up garbage. And then she says, I was buying time, dumbass. The door is open. We've got some gunfire. Uh, Ghostface takes some shots to the chest, as he usually does. Um, we get yeah, Tara. Yeah, Dewey's there now. Yeah, Dewey's there. We get Tara. We get her out of there. They're in the... The elevator going down. Dewey hops out at the last second. He says, "He, gra he grabs the elevator door. You got to shoot him in the head. The, he'll get up if you don't." <laughs> uh, yeah. he, he goes to do the deed, and that's the last time we see Dewey. Uh, yeah. Unfortunately. Another they, graphic kill. Yeah. 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 David Ar and David Arquette's character, uh, um, sh former Sheriff Dewey, um, leaves the franchise. Right. Uh, no more squinting for him. <laughs> his his crosses no longer need to be burned. Uh, yeah, double knife, stomach in the back, and just almost bifurcating his his midsection all the way up. Uh, didn't stand a chance. Yeah, super gruesome. Uh, it's like where in this one you see Ghostface almost enjoying it more than other times where it's oh, oh and they, and Ghostface says. It's been it's an honor. It's been an honor. <laughs> it it was an honor, and Messed so up. yeah. Well, I mean, every so the thing about this movie, and maybe it was in all the screams, and you just never noticed uh, unless you watched it a hundred times. They give you all the information you need, um, right before the reveals at the end. They it is it is a mystery whodunit slasher, right? Which yeah. is how it's described. By, um, you said Mindy, right? Right. Um, so, we but I know. find myself whenever I watch them, I don't really, I don't try to put it together. I just try to, like, I don't know. Part of me does, part of me doesn't. Like, whenever Ghostface is attacking someone, I'll say, okay, who's being attacked right now? It can't be them. But then you got to think, uh, there's two of them. There's so, it could be just one of the ones that's not here because there's a group of, you know, half a dozen at least people. There's always going to be one of them that isn't around, or a couple of them that aren't around, and that's always going to change. Now there's these three are being attacked, and those other two aren't here, and so you can never really be certain. And there's all kinds of assholes that be like, "I knew who it was the whole time." Yeah. A, maybe you did, maybe you didn't. You you had a theory, you had an idea, you didn't right. fucking know until they revealed it. I'm sorry, but you didn't. 
<laughs> you had a hunch and it happened to be right. Well, guess what? People guess shit all the time and it just happens to be correct. That doesn't mean that they knew. Right, right. See, every time a multiple choice works out. Right. So we know uh, that the killer is a mega fan, right? Because yeah, it, it was because an of honor. that. Yeah. It was an honor. Um, this is what brings Sidney Prescott to town. The death of Dewey. Yeah. Um, yeah. Gail is grieving in the yeah. waiting room, and Sydney comes, and they have their moment. Yep. And they try to convince Sam after this incident. So this incident was very like in your face, up close and personal. They try to convince Sam to track down the killer and murder him. In Sam's words, "You want me to be a murderer." Uh, yep. But Sam and Richie have other plans to get the fuck out of Dodge. And right. So they try to, they try, but the killer had other plans. Um, so Richie, Sarah, Sam, and Tara are uh, driving away when Tara can't find her inhaler. But luckily for them, her best friend Amanda has a spare at her house. Where, it's on who, the way. Who, it's going. on the way. Whose house is it? Stu Mocker's house. <laughs> yeah. You don't um, realize until later on, but yeah, hilarious. And Richie's trying to convince them, like, I'm not fucking stopping somewhere. Are you kidding me? Like, yeah. we're not doing that. Yeah. We got to go. Yeah. And then he's and trying then, to convince them. And Sam's like, I'll go in and get it. And Tara's like, no, I'm coming with you. And then he's like, well, I'm not going to stay in the car and get fucking killed. So they, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they all go in together. And um, she's having a party. It's the, it's the Four West party. Um, where right. there's a big banner that side. says Four yeah. West, and they, they're, you Is know, they're, uh, Chad's doing a shot. Chad's doing a shot. Yeah, they're, they're drinking in Wes's honor, which uh, once yep. again I feel like is, they're saying thanks, West, you know, thanks to Wes Craven. Um, we'll take right. it from, we'll take it from here. Um, yeah, no homage for sure. Absolutely. Then they. Um, so you know the other thing that we haven't mentioned, and. It's definitely happened a couple times by now. Sam, this whole time, has been having these little twitches and visions of, of de-aged Billy. Skeet Ulrich <laughs> in the rearview mirror yeah. in his bloody uh, tee. Bloody shirt, his bloody white tee, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. she had them in the, uh, the waiting room of the hospital before she was attacked by Ghostface for the first time, which is the yeah. first inkling you could have to, oh, maybe she's crazy and she's one of the killers. Uh, right. Which is a fleeting thought because you have to realize that Scream has always been grounded in reality, and they're not gonna mm-hmm. go. They're not gonna go there. Um, like a supernatural. Yeah, type thing yeah, a supernatural small, yeah. or a split personality. Like that's that's way way too no. out there for a Scream movie. Um, they, they just yeah, they just wouldn't do it. Exactly. It's weak. It's weak sauce. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then you you know yeah you get him in the rearview mirror and then um, and then finally um, well in the in the scenes ahead he's uh, you know he says embrace embrace what you are you know kill these motherfuckers the, they just killed yeah. all your friends yeah it's in you yeah yeah it's yeah it's so, in but, you it's, yes <clears throat> yeah we just didn't mention it yet and like it's there like where Sam's not just a neutral character like there's something going on well because she's the, uh, you find out yeah, Billy Loomis. She's Sam Loomis. Right. Uh, she's, again, another reference, right. Dr. Loomis from Halloween, right. 
Right. Really nice little <laughs> reference. So we um, did, uh, we did mention, or we didn't also mention the the bad blood between the sisters is from the sister leaving when uh, the younger sister uh, was at such a young age. And we find out why she left. She found this diary. Mm-hmm. It revealed that Billy was her father. She confronted her mother right. in front of her father, which she didn't know at the time. And then as yeah, soon as she didn't, was, yeah, yeah, the second she turned eighteen, she left. She left for good. Right, um, and it ruined the marriage, and it caused right. a huge rift. And she didn't want to tell the kid because she didn't want the kid to know that it wasn't her sister and all this other shit. Yeah. And she didn't want to hurt her upbringing. She just thought, "I'll leave this because you can be fine on your own." And so, yeah. And her uh, that excuse, comes... her excuse for leaving was that she didn't want to turn out to be a psychopath like her father and end up hurting hurting her sister yeah. or or someone um, at some point. Sure. Uh, also, so, also, yeah. um, what? Since you just made the Loomis Halloween reference, uh, there was another Halloween reference where. Um, when Richie says he'd never seen the movies, um, Sam explains the plot to him and he goes, he goes, Oh, like in Halloween. And she goes, no. <laughs> and he goes, well, it sounds, it sounds a lot like Halloween. <laughs> yeah. We're, we're a guy wearing a mask going around to kill people. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Sounds a lot like Halloween to me. Um, yeah, sounds like Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> another, another good joke. Uh, another good reference. Yeah. And I think her, I think her new name is Sam Carpenter, a reference to John Carpenter, right. creator of halloween yeah yes who you know West and, and then West... that's like there's so many easter eggs and this film i think just includes a lot of those little tidbits throughout the whole thing and it just it's sprinkled in there it's fun for the genre geeks that know and love it there's other ones that come up i didn't realize it but some people talked about how um to more feed the idea of there being more in this requel franchise that you can see certain characters aren't in it that exists. Like we mentioned of Campbell's husband and kids uh, could have been other characters, this Kincaid guy, uh, Mark Kincaid. And then the other one was um, you can see Kirby's name on someone's in the background on the YouTube video, I believe uh, that she is alive from scream four. So that might be something that could come later on. Sure. So the, but it, all this kind of stuff is there just for fans to kind of enjoy and really get into and, and eat up. So, anyway, so we're we're back at the party, right? Back into the party, yes. Um, they're as soon as they arrive, they say, "Shut the party down." The, yeah. Well, before they arrive, though, there's a cool scene where a couple interactions happen. Chad, but the one is with, yeah. Well, yeah, he um he has an argument with uh, his girlfriend Liv. He well, she wants to go upstairs. She's and ready they to haven't go. slept together yet. No, that, that was revealed earlier. It, they, they're, you know, maybe they're both virgins, but they definitely haven't slept with each other. Yeah, sort of like Sydney Billy from the very first from one. From the original, yeah. Uh, and she's like, "It's gonna happen. Let's make this happen." And he's and like, he's like ah. I, "There's no way that I know that you're not the killer." Yeah, <laughs> don't, don't have to prove this, but and she... I don't want to die. So these people, so let's just stay down here. <laughs> Yeah. I really believe you, but I can't <laughs> sure. Yeah, that did not go over well. Uh, right, to, so to she bails. Least. Yeah, and he eventually uh, goes to track her down. And gets attacked by Ghostface in the front yard. Right. And, and, and they let... use this kind of stuff a bit more with the modern technology. They're like kind of bringing it to the forefront with how these things can be orchestrated nowadays. And so the using 
Liv's phone, Ghostface texts Chad a link to a find me echo location, a geolocation of where your phone is at, and so he can see where she's at, and he's looking for her, and then gets attacked. Right. <laughs> and definitely gets stabbed a ton a by ton. the end of it. A ton of times. Yeah. yeah. Uh... Way too many times to... <laughs> To make it through, but to, to make it through once again, <laughs> another Left for Dead character that comes out in the end. Yeah, thumbs um, up in the ambulance. Yes. So that one happened, and then the other cool interaction before everyone gets to the party is the one with Mindy uh, and Amber in the basement. Yes, right. You think because one of them is definitely going to die? Ghostface has to attack. Red party, and they're at a beer. That's why they go down there like, I, you're not out of beer. There's beer fucking everywhere. They're doing everywhere. shots. Like, I don't believe you're out of beer, but you, you need to go to the basement to get beer. Okay, whatever. Sure. Kind of funny. Uh, so they, yeah, and they, yeah, do, Amber they do another down. great fake out. Yeah. It's another, another mm -hmm. great fake out. Um, what's hilarious, too. Okay, so Sam and Tara are looking for the inhaler uh, with uh, Amber, and Amber shuts the party down. And Richie helps because Richie... Just wants to get out of Dodge. He's like, Fuck yeah, he's the older one. He'll be the asshole. Yeah, he'll be the asshole. And then he, and then the first thing he says is, "Where's the beer?" And he goes yeah, down yeah. to the base. He goes down to the basement to get beer. Um, right. So he has a cool interaction with Mindy. With Mindy, where uh, on he's the like, couch. Come with me. <laughs> right. Yeah. She's like, uh, you, "You can't go alone," but I'm not coming down with you. He's, yeah. uh, he's like, and he's like. Uh, yeah. They're both um, like, ah, yeah, I yeah, can't, can't say that. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then he leaves, and Mindy just says out loud, uh, "He's gonna die." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, which is great. Uh, so then, uh, I think she's watching the, uh, the scene of Stab One, where the actor yes. who plays Randy in Stab One is doing the where he can see what's going on outside because of the camera that was left in the news van. He sees it on the TV, and he's like, run, run, look behind you. And, the, yeah, yeah. and Ghostface is coming up behind him, and Ghostface is coming up behind Mindy. <laughs> just, it's like the pinnacle just... <laughs> of how meta and everything it is, where it's a dream within a dream within a dream oh. of images where everyone's like, and then... The viewers in the audience, I imagine if it were a packed theater, everyone is saying, look behind you. <laughs> and so it's like it's so layered and hilarious and ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, what's, it's really what's, funny. What's great is that she does look behind her at the last Yeah, she yeah. eventually oh, catches up. She realizes yeah. it. Takes almost, a bit of time. Almost like, too uh, late. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She, look, and, and, she looks up. And, and gets up and there's a bit of a chase. She doesn't just get stabbed on the couch. Um, yeah, and things start to really spin out of control now. Yes. Uh, is, it's going to heighten, but yeah, this is the start of the we're chaos. Reaching, yeah, we're definitely reaching the crescendo here. Oh, important to note, uh, Sydney put a tracker on Sam and Richie's car. Right, uh, because, they yeah, left. they're oh, right. from the hospital. And they see where they went. Her and um, Gail look like, oh, look at where they're at. They stopped. They're driving to follow them. And they said, oh, they stopped. Like, where did they stop? And they look, and they both know instantly. You just see the house yeah. with the long drive where no one else is around. It's Stu's house. They all know. Yeah. So she, they're like, this This is where it's all going to happen. Right. She calls Sam, tells Sam, you're in Stu Mocker's house. You were lured there by someone. Get get out of there. 
And, yeah. um, you know, she does say, how do you know where I am? But she immediately doesn't care as soon as they say, you're in Stumacher's house, get the fuck out of there. <laughs> yeah. So, so that, I mean, that was nice that she, like, you know, she at least is, um, you know, aware of the danger and the threat and isn't more caught up in like arguing, uh, you know, like in a TV show, there would have been like way more dialogue there and like some drama, but no, she just hangs up the phone and goes to find her sister and, and get out of there. Uh, it's at this point where, um, well, it's after when, when Mindy is getting attacked, uh, people start to rush to the aid. Yes. Uh, Ghostface disappears. Someone yes. comes to help, and then then they all, they all start to see each other, and they don't know who's what. Who's what? And they all kind of meet in the living room, uh, for right. a, for kind of a showdown where it's you're the killer, you're the killer, you're the killer, and uh, Liv shows up with blood on her hands, and it, it's from Chad. I found him outside, and they're like, you're the killer, you're definitely the killer, and and Amanda pulls out a gun, shoots Liv right in the forehead, and says, no, I'm the killer. Uh, and and it's time for the showdown. <laughs> it's not time for the climax. right. Just, it, just is that where she says, uh, "Q Act Three or Begin Act Three? Yes, yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yep. Um. So here we are. We know who one of the killers is, and we know that Ghostface is is running around, and Amanda is in plain clothes, uh, with a gun. But we know that there's uh, the second killer, Amber. Is... Amber. Right. Yeah, I keep saying Amanda. Amber. Yeah, yeah, Amber. Yeah. We know that Ghostface is in costume somewhere. So, okay, so real quick, Amber is one of the killers that we know of. Uh, she was, like, under the radar of the whole movie, and maybe that's part of it to, like, be like, it's obviously her because of that. And I can see someone saying that, but it just doesn't make sense because that's sort of like a red herring. They're the least involved in sort of dark and kind of, like, yeah. questioning things. You know, she's, yeah. like, close to Tara, but isn't, you know, she's, like, protective of Tara, and so maybe there's, like, motive there. Yeah, well, um, I, I I didn't think Amanda it was like a was, redirect. I thought yeah, it made sense. It, it was a good redirect. That's that's what I liked about uh, the Amanda reveal was, um, she didn't have any of the qualities of the killers of the past. Yeah. Right. She she wasn't a fan, or obviously she was, but she wasn't publicly a fan of the films. Right. right? She she definitely wasn't the know it all or the film geek in the crew. Um, mm -hmm. she was super protective of Tara, um, in the first hospital scene. And then you don't see much of her for the rest of the movie. No, she's not in a lot of yeah. it. So, she's so, so you, there you just don't, re yeah, you just don't really think about her. You just know that she's a character and that she's yeah. you know, kind of like, she's got attitude. She's kind of a, a like a bitch, you know, a bitchy. There's a right? little bit of the, there's a little bit of a, a wink and her nod to it whenever she goes into the basement to get the beer and Mindy follows her. Maybe Mindy goes with her, I can't remember. But uh, when she's down there and she opens the door, it's kind of like Rose McGowan in uh, the first one. Yeah. But uh, she has on Doc Martens that you often see Ghostface wearing in, like, bathroom stalls, getting off the seat or onto the seat. Like, right. you could, if you look at that shot of, like, just her in front of the fridge, you can see the boots and it looks like it. There's also some, like, garbage in the corner that looks like it's a big black coat, cloak with a white mask on it. But I think uh -huh. it's just trash, but it's sort of, like, makes you think of it and it might be intentional framing sure. to clue you in. I thought right. it was kind of neat. 
in retrospect, looking at that scene after the reveal. So, like, yeah, I'm, I'm on board with the reveal. It makes sense uh, without yeah. hearing any of the other um, w- without the explanation that they provide, yeah. which, that which they we, get to. Right, we get to the, we get to it when the second killer is revealed, which happens right. uh, pretty 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 uh, soon. Pretty soon, Gail and uh, Sid show up. Right, and they have they guns. get two guns out of the trunk. Yes, they have guns. They have. Um, they approach the front door. <laughs> Amber comes out screaming, "He stabbed me! He stabbed me! Help!" They look uh, at each he's other. Inside. Yeah. They, they look at each other. Sounds like a trap. Yep. Pull out their guns. A- Amber goes, "Fuck this!" Pulls out her gun, shoots Gail right in the stomach. Immediately. Yeah. In the stomach, and I'm like, "Got shot." So, <laughs> at that moment, I'm like, "Just like that? Like seriously? You're gonna? She's done now. She's yeah. she's just not in it, and she's, she's gonna sick. die." Right? That so, sucks because she didn't do shit this movie. <laughs> well, you gotta love gut shots or gut stabs in horror movies because they'll come. They're, they're coming back. So um, yeah. <laughs> I was like, they're not killing Dewey and Gale in the same movie. No fucking <laughs> right. way. I was like, no fucking way. <laughs> uh, yeah. So Sydney, uh, you know, Sydney goes in, of course, and and this is the um, the second killer reveal. Where Richie... right, she's just shooting through doors. Yeah, shooting through doors, oh, looking shooting, for something. Yeah, shooting she's doors. on the phone. Yeah, and eventually she gets to the door that Richie's in, and yeah. she's like, "What are you doing in here? Why don't you come out when I said to go out?" He's like, "Cause you got a gun and you're shooting everywhere. I don't want to get shot." Yeah, and he comes, he stands right up and stabs her right in the stomach, yeah. and uh, he gets right in her face, and, and or she goes downstairs, he stays up there. She goes downstairs and gets to a scuffle with Amber, I think, right? Oh, and. She... Uh, something happens because he has to then come down to get the gun to hold it on Amber because Ghostface attacked her. Yeah. And then she fell over the, over the railing. Right. The rail. okay. And they both fell down onto the floor. Oh yeah. And yeah, like, yeah. they're both waiting to get up. Right. So the, he comes down to help save her. The Amber Ghostface attacks Sydney while right. she's gonna, while she's talking to Richie. That's right. So he has to come to her rescue and she thinks he's coming to her rescue and he's not, he's not, he's yep. stabbing yeah. her in the side yep and that's when um that's when the exposition of the why everything's uh happening is revealed yeah they start bringing everyone into the kitchen yep for the just like the original yeah, just like they're for the for the, in big, the same kitchen in the same kitchen for the big frame job she you know he says he says man i really you know wanted to kill you and sam says um you know, you can't kill the star of your movie, and he's like, "Oh, you're not the star, you're the villain." And he explain yep. he explains the frame job, just like from the original. This this you killed this person, they killed this person. Plus, you're crazy, and this and the daughter of Billy Loomis taking antipsychotics. Um, so he thinks you know it's going to wrap up nicely in a little bow, and then we have the return of Gail Weathers. Who everybody right? Because okay, so <laughs> so how, how remind me how did um how did Tara end up getting into the mix? Because oh sure 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 Tara Tara is looking around with uh with the with the with crutches Sydney. with the crutches so so because Tara sees uh no Sam what? sees Tara Sam finds up. Tara tied up and had a conversation just recently with Richie where Richie might have alluded to Tara being the villain. And, right. 
and you get a, a sense of hesitation from Sam, and then there's a cutaway. So you don't know what right. Sam did when she saw Tara. T- uh, Tara, Tara yeah. The, she goes the... to take the tape off, but right. then she pauses. Yeah. Right, and then you don't see her. And so then... how did, I can't remember how does Tara get into the group with everyone else in the kitchen. So, so in Richie's big monologue where he goes or Sam, where right. he goes where he goes and your sister can't help she's basically a fucking pincushion by right now. As soon as he says that this crutch comes out of nowhere and starts beating Amber and just like tush, tush, just just he she just goes to town on Amber with these crutches. And I think that's probably where somebody goes for the gun like the gun and there's a struggle. Uh, I can't really remember all the action here. Um, but yes, this, yeah, this is just a little crazy. This is definitely the turn. Uh, well, the first turn, cause the second turn is Gail coming back in. Um, and, uh, Sam is about to lose. Uh, and that's when she sees Billy for the final time. It's in you do it, do, do it, kill, kill these motherfuckers. They killed all your friends. And mm-hmm. she, Get, grabs the knife, goes face knife, and goes to town on Richie. And I mean, this he, she stabs Richie more times than anyone's been stabbed. <laughs> yeah. And he yeah. just gasps with blood, what about my ending? And she goes, here's your ending, and slits his throat. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, and it and it was it was great. It was a, I mean, just it was just just a great movie. Like, um, you know. I, I don't want to, you know, I'm not putting it on the level of, of uh, Halloween 2018. Um, but I'm definitely going to say that it's better than than half of the Scream movies. <laughs> it's in the top half. Yeah, well, I mean, here's the thing. I would, I would be willing to put it in there because, you know, when I first saw it, I was just, like, my initial leaving the theater reaction, uh, and we're, we're missing some of the conclusion, but it doesn't matter for a second, right. like, I felt like, yeah, it was fine. But as I'm sitting with it and getting ready to have this conversation with you, and as we're talking about it now, like we're enjoying reliving the movie, I think that they are doing a good job of setting the stage for this franchise to exist now, possibly without all of the legacy characters or less of them. And maybe less of them literally and less of them quantity wise right uh like less of them in the film yeah i think that they've defined these characters more than any other sequel had done like two three or four all the other uh secondary characters were not as memorable or impactful or well cast or well acted as this group of teens were right you know what i mean right was sort of like schlocky with the actors that were the leads it wasn't great Plus, you had the the other survivors. Both of the twins survived, um, who are right. who are still related, right? That's Randy's yep. niece and nephew. They're um, still attached to the original legacy, right? Yep. Uh, Sam and Tara both survived. Um, mm-hmm. So you have a lot of survivors from that original friend group, and and you killed um, two legacy characters, right? The sheriff, yeah. the current sheriff, and the old sheriff. Um, yeah. So so yeah. So like if, I if... think that the, I think that it's done a good job of it's. It has now I think enough room to be its own thing. I right. think they've created right. enough here to to start to embark on its own. Journey. Absolutely, absolutely. If the plan is to make a scream two, that is a sequel to this scream, it doesn't need to have anybody in it. 
you know, maybe a phone call to Sydney or, or you know, a gal's on TV in the background, but you you don't need to see any of the legacy characters. And and now, if you're going to follow formula, Sam is the new survivor. She'll be the Sydney of the new trilogy, if that's, if right. that's what the plans are. Yeah. Um, and she'll always be tied to Billy um, in, the, in that way as well, which will keep... You know, just keep it going. Keep, keep being the reason for, uh, for the for the psycho killer to don the ghost face mask. Sure. So I want to wrap up the conclusion of the other uh, ghost face, um, sure. Amber, yes. who was played by Mickey Madison. So I can't recall how the tournament events go. It doesn't super matter. There's a lot of action. But uh, both Gail and Sydney are the ones that are going to dispatch amber now and right. they're having a uh just was there a lot of knife action going on no there's a fight and there's alcohol that's thrown on her head someone bumps into the stove the stove's lit oh yes then, oh i can't believe i yeah. don't remember this yeah and this oh. is this is such a great <laughs> reference too that i got because it seemed familiar i didn't get it until i was like looking into it after it but it made more sense because, like, yeah, so that she gets knocked into or stabbed or done something where she gets knocked into the stove and now she's completely engulfed in flames yeah. and goes out. <clears throat> the same way that her character, uh, spoiler alert for a movie here, this coming up Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, her character in that film dies the exact same way. <laughs> so it's sort of like self-referential, self-referential of that movie now. Right. It's the exact same death where it's she's burnt nice. up. Uh, and oh, there's right. a cool line between uh, Gail and uh, Sydney where they talk about Amber was saying how she's gonna like they're gonna be passing the torch on to her, and they're like, yeah, enjoy that torch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. like, and so that reminds me of the of the final conclusion, right? Uh, where um, so Richie is there, presumably dead. Uh, Sydney and Gal are there with Sam, the three, you know, the three female heroines. And uh, Sydney goes, they always come back and shoots Richie in the head. The dead body shoots him right in the head. And and almost immediately after the, the, you see the bullet wound, you hear the scream and you, and the camera's like (laughs) fast turns and it's Amber (laughs) mutilated skin from the burns coming at him with a knife. Um, so that was really nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then and then it's more or less just a cut to credits. It's the yeah. same slow peel away yeah. shot, aerial shot of the house with no one around, you know, but the reporter's right there with all the clubs and the ambulance and you see everyone that's yeah, Gail's fine. Yeah. They're they're talk she's not even in, she's not on a stretcher even. Yeah. Hey, like she's just like there <laughs> sitting like yeah, this was rough. Like, yeah. but we had to do it. I'm like, what? The, what the hell? Are you, yeah. you you should be doubled over in agony. Everyone says gut shot death is like the worst because you're just you're in excruciating pain. Yeah. It's hilarious. They, yeah, you yeah. don't so ever see the, her get put in an ambulance. Yeah, Gal the, gets, the medic just talks to her like, okay, we'll see you. Yeah, Gal gets shot in the stomach. Sydney gets stabbed in the stomach. Um, you've got Mindy and Chad. Uh, Mindy was stabbed also in the stomach. Chad was stabbed right. eight thousand times. And yeah. they're all on stretchers getting put into yeah. ambulances. And, and Tara goes, and this is another Halloween reference for me. She's like, could you take me to another hospital? 
not not that one. Yeah, yeah. Don't take me back there, please. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Scream Five. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and just give this a seven out of ten. A definite. We'll watch again. Um, if I had to order the Scream movies at this moment, I'm gonna go one, four, five, two, three. Um, three being the worst, although it has one of my favorite scenes in it where um, Gail is leaving one of the studio lots and she bumps into Jay and Silent Bob and Jay goes, holy shit, Silent Bob, it's Connie Chung! <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, and he just, doesn't he say something about Maury or something too? Because like, she's married to Maury Povich. I think he says another one-liner after that. Yeah. Um, so what did you think, Rod? My list, I don't know. Uh I believe my list is one, two, five, three, four. But Before they're so. <laughs> eh, but they are so close because I think that it's it's a couple things. It's like they're doing the same kind of commentary, and I think this new envisioning of the story and what they did with it was more entertaining for all the reasons that we've already talked about tonight. Sure. More than three and four were um, at the time, you know. Right. I and again, like I said at the beginning of this, I like each of them in different ways from time to time. It's just I don't like them as much as I like this one. And I think one for me is just it's the landmark film. Sure. And it is good. But again, I will say, if you go and rewatch it, especially as a first time viewer, like I think you might laugh at it and think it's kinda dumb <laughs> because now things are just so different nowadays. Like you you things aren't shot the same way. And one thing I will say that I dislike about all of the, well, about the newer sequels, this one and maybe four, music was so important to one and two, and I think even three. It was all new 90s pop culture-y type music. Right. A lot right. of rock and everything sure. that was like modern at the time. And it was like every scene had a, a, yeah. a new rock song that came out that year. And they didn't utilize that as much moving forward. Yeah. Well, I... I... I think maybe it would have been maybe they could have done it in 2011, but I don't think they could have done it this year. As in the modern rock of the late 90s doesn't really exist anymore. As a it genre. doesn't, exist. you can't do it now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think it was more like yeah, the what what music wasn't as important of a role, and maybe because culturally it isn't as important for this kind of a genre. Right. Then horror was associated with rock and grunge and that whole movement. And sure. now horror isn't associated to any kind of music. Oh, yeah. It's not a part of a culture at all. It's, it's in the weeds. If anything, it's still referencing the old stuff. Tons of movies, tons of movies, like building <clears throat> their soundtrack in the coming attractions for the movie. Um, back then, uh, one right. that sticks out is uh, fear with uh, the Mark Wahlberg movie. Okay. You remember that one? That doesn't, no, I don't yeah, know that, anything about. It. Oh, really? Oh, it's it's worth it. It's worth it. Great. Okay. Uh, I think it was Alicia Silverstone, maybe, maybe not. But uh, music drives the. Yeah, yeah. Trailer it's the, it's or... the it's the '90s rock um thing, and they definitely really, you know, songs by Bush and stuff like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, really, like the the ads back then were really did push that stuff. Yeah. And you don't see that anymore in movies. You don't see a, you know, a new whatever picture coming out, and on the trailer they go with the new single by Taylor Swift. Like that, right, just yeah. that just doesn't happen. Uh, well, I suppose unless it's like a, 
animated and Lynn manuel Miranda is involved <laughs> in the project, then he'll get his fucking name listed. You better right. believe that no, shit. No, that's true. Yeah, that's, did, that's did you true. see Encanto? Because yeah. I did. It was good. But the music is kind of absurd. Is it it I works. I haven't watched it yet. I really, really want to, though. Uh, you know, I'm a big it's good. Lin Manuel. They're, they're always good. I don't think that there's a lot of animated films that get made. Disney, Pixar, and otherwise, like DreamWorks. I think almost all of them that get made, they're just always good. Like I don't think I've seen a bad one they, in the last yeah, several years. They take so long to make, and they cost so much money to make. You would probably not want to make a bad one. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. Uh, so, so, so yeah, Scream. Scream. Well, so farewell to Wes Craven before the credits for Wes that was dedicated. Yeah. Um, uh, we'll take it from here. The two guys that directed Ready or Not, um, mm-hmm. they, a, a horror comedy starring um, Samara uh, Weaving. Right. Uh, uh, Matt Fettinelli and Tyler Gillett. Right. Uh, which uh, which was a good movie, very solid um, horror comedy. Um, so they did a great job. Good job, guys. Uh, if ready or not, it's fun. Yeah, the, all for this, they 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 paid homage and respect to what he what Wes Craven had created. I think for for this to not be a Wes Craven film, I can see that it's obviously different than the other ones, but they did a pretty damn near perfect job of envi- re-envisioning everything that he would have done in this kind of era. I think like, I think they did as good a job as anyone could ever have done with yeah, trying honest, to fill those shoes. Honestly, I didn't look it up beforehand and I thought that I like, I couldn't believe Wes Craven hadn't done it the whole right. time I'm watching it. I'm like, I'm like, did Wes do this? And then the credits roll and no, no, he didn't. Yeah. Uh, I was I was very impressed um, with with that little factoid. All right, wrapping up Scream, um, we wanted to talk about what to expect from 2022 in the world of horror. Um, well, in 2022, obviously the first thing was Scream Five, so <laughs> there it is. Um, up next, which actually is this weekend, it opens uh, a movie called Fresh. Uh, I don't mm-hmm. really know anything about it. Um, the horrors of modern dating seen through one young woman's defiant battle to survive her new boyfriend's unusual appetites. Listed here oh, is Sebastian Stan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sebastian Stan. Um, you know, a cast uh, that I. I recognize everyone. Uh, Andrea Bang uh, from Kim's Convenience. Um, you know, yeah. a lot of, you know, some TV actors. You've seen these guys in bit parts here and there. Um, huh. Sebastian Stan, the Winter Soldier, right? Uh, so, uh, I don't know pretty much anything about this movie except for that. Um, but it is on the list. Mm, you know, the first thing I think of whenever I read that tagline trying to survive her new boyfriend's unusual appetites. What's that dude that just got uh, in a lot of trouble uh, for an unusual appetite with his girlfriend? Shit. What's his name? It's a well-known actor who sort of had like a a cannibalism kink. Really? Yeah. Uh, Maybe not like literally wants to kill and eat people, but the idea of it turned him on. He's a famous dude. I... People are watching this. They know it, who it is, and I can't remember his name. It's a unique <laughs> name. He's not super A-list, but he's a very well-known actor. Okay. I'll work on figuring that out. It's a weird reference, but this 
sounds like it's a movie about him. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, Fresh, I'll probably, I mean, unless we want to do it on the show, I'll probably wait for that to hit streaming. The next movie I'm going to see in the theaters is Orphan First Kill on January 28th. Um, if you haven't uh, Army seen... Hammer. Army Hammer. Army Hammer? <laughs> yeah, he's in, he's in trouble for that. Right. Uh, okay, Orphan, The Kill. So I'm going to have to watch Orphan because I haven't yes. seen Orphan yet. You have to see okay. Orphan. Uh, if you haven't seen Orphan, go see Orphan. There's the character Esther right there on the cover. Um, she is played by Isabel Furman. Um, here's the cast. Um, it... So here's the thing. Like, part of why I never saw it is like the box art, the poster looks dumb to me. Yeah. Like it looks like a cheap everyday horror movie and this kind of stops me from seeing a lot of things like this it's a real thing so i'm not saying it's right but it's the thing (laughs) i i get where you're coming from but orphan was completely out of left field and if you know nothing about it i don't want to even talk about it without you i this this movie was so good you need to watch it unspoiled so okay so we're done we're moving on Okay, I will see it. <laughs> All right, February 18th, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre requel, as is the theme for the evening. Um, what uh, what is it? It's a, I think it's a direct sequel to the first film, um, which is the trend at the moment, as we know from Halloween 2018, Candyman, and Scream. Well, not Scream 5, but Scream 5 definitely um, talks about it. Uh, right. So, yeah, after nearly 50 years of hiding, Leatherface returns to terror as a group of idealistic young friends who accidentally disrupt his careful, shielded world in a remote Texas town. 50 years of hiding. This is, once again, a direct sequel to the first movie that deletes the canon of the sequels. He has only attacked once, and now he's attacking again mm-hmm. in this film. Um. So, uh, David Garcia there. What's what has he done? Uh, David Garcia is known for uh, Bloodfest, cinematographer, which okay. uh, and that's it. Tejano, don't know anything about it. Cinematographer as well. So this is his directorial debut. All right, cool. Oh no, it looks like he also he directed and was the cinematographer of Tejano. Um, okay. But you know the Texas Chainsaw Massacre is a big franchise, um, so you know who knows. Uh, who was the last one to? Re- didn't Texas just get redone or like rebooted the way uh, Halloween and and Friday did before? Oh, Rob before Zom- they had Rob Zombie. The, the, the zombie or... ones, right? Before the uh, before the David Gordon Green requel, they got rebooted, sure. right? Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know. It's it is kind of ridiculous. I was not a fan of the um, the Rob Zombie re- uh, reboots. No, because it was just like it was. It seemed dumb to me just do a a, to a reshot for shot and like to try to painstakingly make it look the exact same, but with your new Rob Zombie twist and flavor to it all. It was just like uh, okay, whatever. Uh, it was unnecessary, and but I'm telling you that like for me, it was unnecessary. There's a ton of people that we know and love like i'm sure pitt loved it yeah he did he definitely did. there's people that are super into that like that want to see the exact same thing but with this new skin of this new 
dramatic or gruesome core guy. The only thing that I really that I did like of Rob Zombies was um the the witchy one. Um, I can't remember what it's called. It's the one where there's uh, it's in Salem, and it has a girl which goes to a DJ thing. I can't remember. I'll find it out. Doesn't matter. Let's move on. Moving on. <laughs> April first, um, Marvel's first uh, take, uh, I guess, in the horror genre, um, Morbius, um, or at least uh, this. Uh, you know, this list I, I found online is claiming that Morbius is a anticipated horror film of 2022. Right. Um, well, but that's them saying it. And most people that are not genre, like established genre filmmakers, when they make a horror film, it's very loosely horror. You know what I mean? Right. Right. So we, we have here is... Um, it's uh, you know, Morbius is like a vampire. It's like a plasma sucker um you know Michael oh he just he just extracts the plasma from your blood is that what he does yeah it's something like that it's it's because <laughs> that sounds stupid <laughs> yeah, I, I, I don't know the lore but that sounds hilarious yeah i i haven't looked into morbius in a really long time like since the late 90s was the last time i even thought about uh him until the movie got announced um yep jared leto uh michael keaton yeah. uh jared harris um Michael uh, Matt, in it. Matt Smith, um, yeah, and Michael Keaton, I believe, is playing the Vulture because this is the I would MCU. imagine, right? Um, so that... and it, and Morbius is a Spider-Man world character, usually he, from the comics, interacted he, with Spider-Man yeah. more than any other hero, correct? Yeah, uh, yeah, for for like the popular stuff, definitely. I think he was a Midnight <laughs> Sun or a Night Stalker back in that day, so it was like Ghost Rider, Blade, Punisher, that kind of stuff. Um, which did include uh, Spider-Man and Daredevil from time to time. And again, hopefully horror fans are not offended. We do know superhero type shit, and we kind of like it, so it's going <laughs> to sometimes come up. But again, we're only talking about it because of Morbius being a horror a Marvel movie. horror movie. Um, all right. Up next is... Will it be elevated? <laughs> uh, not the next one, but the one after. Probably well, maybe maybe both. All right. This is, uh, I think, my most anticipated for 2022, and that is The Black Phone, uh, starring Ethan Hawke in this super creepy mask. Um, I don't know anything about this movie. I don't like to be spoiled by trailers, so sometimes, like the Scream 5 trailer, I'll gladly watch that because um, I know what I'm getting into. I don't want, sure. any, you know, so I don't want anything from The Black Phone uh, spoiled for me. Um, I've already seen one. It was on the one, I think, when I saw Antlers, and so I'm trying to just not think about it, because right, if I try right. to think about it, there's a few things I remember, and I hate it. <laughs> yeah, so I'm I'm super stoked for this movie. Um, this movie and the next movie that we're, we're going to uh, show here are probably my two um, choices. Uh, I love also, like, serious, acclaimed actors... Um, at any time in their career when they go horror. Um, when Kevin Bacon did it, I think it was Stir of Echoes. Uh, you know, mm -hmm. I had very low expectations because it's Kevin Bacon and it's, you know, you know, he's like a Hollywood actor. Like, well, how could this horror movie be good? And, yeah. and Stir of Echoes was excellent. Um, so Ethan Hawke, uh, you know, playing in this in this film, I think is very exciting. 
Right, so what's the next one that you're keyed up the for? The next one is July 22nd. Jordan Peele's Nope. Mm, right. All, all we have on this movie is a is a screenshot of the poster. <laughs> um, just a floating disc or cloud. Yeah, in... and there's there's like a it's like a trail of balloons or something or no, a string like, of it's, lights. It's a carnival. It's like not a carnival or like a used car lot. Those little triangle. Oh, the little flags. Uh, flags. Tenant, little, yeah. Tenants. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and we have the cast. Um, so we, you know, Daniel uh, Kaluuya is back um, from Get Out. Love this guy. Um, we got some Glenn, right? Stephen Yuen, Wen probably. Um, who was, uh, who obviously from The Walking Dead, no stranger to horror, but also did uh, Mayhem which was a rage mm-hmm. zombie movie rage zombies trapped in an office building with Samara weaving another great Samara weaving movie um, uh, is that Barbie Ferreira is she uh, America Ferreira's sister maybe or is that different Ferreira oh. is it America uh, oh, it's I think it could it, be completely different spelling like, there's yep. an I in there that doesn't look familiar Yep, we don't know. Okay. We do not. Probably no relation. Probably no relation. Anyway, uh, with Jordan Peele attached, I mean, Get Out was fantastic. Um, Us is still on my list. I I have the Blu-ray, I just haven't watched it. Uh, I I really enjoyed Candyman, even though he didn't direct. Um, Yeah, uh, he screenplayed, right? Yep, yep. Um... He's got great ideas, and he seems to be very methodical. And to to quote Scream Five, like uh, writes enlightened, elevated rather elevated, elevated more. I just can't. I can never get the fucking first word. Uh, <laughs> it, it's like you know, it, but yeah. So he he seems to know what he wants to say and wants to be deliberate with how he says it. And us, I. I think you'll enjoy it, but I don't think it's as groundbreaking or as good as Get Out. But oh, you're talking about us? Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've, I've heard. I've heard, and I think that's yeah. <laughs> I I've heard that uh, from more than more than uh, you, and I I that's why it's like constantly on the list, and I still haven't pulled the trigger on it yet. Well, it's a tough thing because, and that's happens with a lot of the stuff that we end up watching. Whenever you hear a certain thing, it with something that, you, that has already been out. A lot of times it can it can either it can really bog you down from not wanting to see it, or make you excited to eventually see it. But it's not been good enough to to make you see it yet for a reason, and so you're still kind of have this hesitation, and it's difficult going into a movie with those feelings because you kind of have already tainted your viewing experience before you watch it. In some ways, it's hard to uh, it's hard to leave that at the door sometimes for, for some people. No, it's no, it's very true. And sometimes, uh, the hype of a movie being bad has actually helped me to enjoy it because I've gone into it with that zero expectation attitude, and then and then just being like, why do people think this is bad? This movie is yeah. fantastic. And um, right. So, uh, so yeah, you can never trust what you know what people think. Uh, you know, you got to go with your gut. And and as I say that, I remind you to like, comment, and subscribe. 
as we continue to tell you what we think about movies. <laughs> um, so, and you know how it's funny to me every time YouTubers and the like uh, mention that they always say it's means it's so little for you to do it, but it means so much for us. I kind of feel like subverting that and being like, you know what, that sounds like that's that's shit. It's asking a lot from you, and it really I couldn't give a shit for me. <laughs> like, right. it's like the it's the uh, Brewster's Millions approach. Like, don't vote for me. And you get, you get you know. is that yeah. Brewster's Million or is that the other one with uh, Fire? Where's the one where he's running for office and he says, don't vote for me, and then he wins the election? Is it Brewster's Millions? I don't think that was Brewster's Millions. I think in Brewster's Millions, he he had to prove that he could be a businessman or he'd lose his inheritance. He's got to get rid of all the money, yeah. He has to spend it all. Spend it all, yeah, or something like that. Or something like that. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, Not a big fan. That's my take on the like and subscribe. Yeah. It's asking a lot, and it means nothing to me. The Richard Pryor, um, not Gene Reverse Wilder. The, yeah. Don't subscribe. Um, <laughs> the, uh, so, yeah. The, the Richard Pryor movies that didn't have Gene Wilder in them were tough, right? Like, they were right. such an amazing comedy duo, but, like, when either of them uh, stri- strode out on their own, it was, uh, you know, except for Young Frankenstein, right. but you can't, you know, you can't argue with Mel Brooks. Okay, after right, after Nope, um, September 9th. Yeah, let's finish up. Yeah, September 9th, uh, Salem's Lot. Salem's Lot, which is a film um, which would be uh, based on the book from Stephen King, which has been adapted into two separate miniseries, one in the 70s, one in the 90s. Um, it's being written and directed by Gary Dauberman, who did It and It Chapter 2, the, um, the films, not the made-for-TV version. Um, so, uh, I mean, I think we can expect this movie to be, you know, at least good. Um, a writer travels to a town where the people become vampires. It doesn't get more simple than that. Um, also, if you're a Stephen King fan, gotta love any of his movies where the main character is a writer, because um, they're all, yeah. pretty much all home runs. <laughs> it's, it seems to be uh, it, write what you know. Yeah, write what you know, and and yeah, a lot of his main characters are writers, and it's fine. It's totally fine. Uh, yeah. I th- I think it works so well because people relate to those characters because deep down, like everybody dreams about writing a book one day or. Or even making a movie one day, and even if and 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 you want to create something, and uh, and anyone can kind of get into that those those shoes, sure. right? They're very I rela- just watched relatable the, characters. I just watched the first episode of season three for Afterlife, Ricky Gervais. Have you been watching that at all? Following no, it? No, not at all. No. So season three, he he's a misanthropic guy whose wife has passed, and he finds it hard to exist in this world anyways but he has to interview people for his local newspaper in his small uh town in london or england wherever the hell he is in there it's just it's so mind-numbing anyways he just interviewed in this new episode in the first episode he's interviewing a local uh woman who's an author and that's what he's going to write about in the paper and she just wrote this book and it's called open wide it's a tale of like this doctor it's supposed to be like a steamy romance novel based upon this doctor and it's like (laughs) he's making fun of it but 
she's and she's like, I'm also a, a, a spiritual medium. I read tarot. I read poems. I read crystal balls. Uh, and it's just like she wrote a book too, and it, he starts reading stuff from the book to his uh, coworkers, and it sounds just like Fifty Shades, more or less, oh, which sure. was also trash. Right. But she just wrote a bunch, and people loved it because it was just popcorn romance fiction, yeah. and it got the right note. You know, for the most part, you know, if there's a formula, and the, the things are formulas for a reason because <laughs> they work, right? Yeah. Okay. All right, what else do we have after uh, that? After Salem's Lot, on my birthday, October 14th, Halloween will end. Oh. That's pretty <laughs> to throw your birthday and the date out there for everyone to now have plenty of time to get your fucking birthday gift. Yeah. That's okay. Well, all I want is to see this movie. Uh, <laughs> I loved I loved 2018. I loved Halloween Kills. Uh, Halloween. Yeah, ends. we talked about it yeah. uh, early on into our starting of this uh, this podcast. Yeah, we had a lot of fun. It set up for a really interesting potential to conclude this story of this requel trilogy. Oh yeah. I I'm I'm excited. Uh David Gordon Green of course um is is still at the helm. Uh we've got a little bit of the cast there. Someone yep. had said I remember hearing that there was some new Halloween ends uh stuff that came out that people heard about or some news about it that was oh, yeah? new. I'm just doing a quick search to see if anything pops up, but uh, mm. oh, uh, Michael O'Leary reveals that he will be playing a character who is mentioned in Halloween Kills. Okay. All right, and the final uh, anticipated movie for 2022 is Jeepers Creepers Reborn. There's no date yet on this. Um, Force a travel with her boyfriend, Lane. She begins to experience premonitions associated with the urban myth of the Creeper. Lane believes that something supernatural has been summoned and that she is at the center of it all. Um, Directed by this name I'm not going to try to pronounce. Um... (laughs) Uh, we got a cast of uh, some no-names, maybe some TV actors, a bunch of people I don't recognize. Let's check out this director. All right. Oh, good. The director from the Iron Sky movies. All right. <laughs> uh, That's concerning. <laughs> uh, yeah, so... Who knows? <laughs> uh, I mean, Jeepers Creepers is a love the franchise. Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. To be fair, I've only seen the first one, and I did love it, and I, and I do still love it. Um, maybe it's because I saw it when I was a teen, and and I definitely saw it in the movie theater too. Um, yeah. And I don't think I did. I think I, I think I might have saw it on TV the first time. Yeah. But one is excellent. One's very, very good. Right. And it, it wasn't Justin Long in that. Yeah. Was, was, yeah, he's yeah, the, yeah. He's, he's the, the main, main guy, right? Yeah. Um, well, it's brother sister, and I can't remember the sister's the actress's name. Right. But 
but yeah, just as long as in it. The second one is is good. It just it does a different take. It's more of a, a larger ensemble cast of teens that are confronted by this, and I think they and they bring a an order sage type guy that knows the creature. He's yeah. kind of fun. Uh, and I think it's just the two, right? They didn't do no. They did do a third one, and yeah. I remember seeing it now. And I think it went straight on Sci-Fi. I don't think it was a release type thing. It was straight to TV or made for TV, and it wasn't that good. That makes sense. It looked like a t- it looked like a TV movie. Yeah, you know I, what I mean? I heard I heard that the third one was was definitely bad. Um, yeah, definitely that. the worst. But two is is not bad. Two is good. Two is it's good. not as good as one. Right. It's entertaining. Okay. Great. Because they really build more of the monster, and you flesh out more, you see more of the monster's past, what makes it the way it is, and different things that it does to do what it does every eight years or whenever it is. I think it's eight years that it comes back. Right, right. Uh, Okay. Is that the list? I think that's it. That's awesome. So we'll probably be talking about each of those when they come up, correct? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah, all right. Definitely Orphan First Kill, maybe not fresh uh we'll see uh, we'll see but either way there's going to be a ton of other things that come out that are more indie budget films that probably will that we don't know about because they just don't have the same kind of notoriety people aren't talking about them the same kind of way they probably were in festivals in the past couple months and eventually they'll get a streaming release like a lot of the films that we saw in our best of 2021 they kind of come out that way where you don't get to know until it just kind of shows up on your door and it's a gem, and so I imagine I'm hoping that there'll be some of those because there was obviously a ton of them last year. Exactly, exactly. Um, so, um, uh, the itinerary for next week is Advent Calendar and Death Valley, um, both currently right. streaming on Shutter. Um, and so these, uh, I think they're pretty new, right? They came out in December. Yeah, so yeah. we have we haven't seen them yet. I haven't seen it yet. Have I haven't. Seen, seen I haven't watched yet? either. Yeah, I was too busy watching cool. Scream this week. I watched yeah, so yeah. much Scream. I, I actually even watched Scream five a second time. You did. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. I Good really wanted. You. I really, really wanted to like have it have it locked in there. Yeah. Um. So, I'd, so that'd I'd, be I'd, fun. Yep, it'll be fun. Uh, they're on. Uh, you know. Uh, Shutter, if you want to check them out beforehand. Yeah, check it out before you hand, and then you you get to enjoy this conversation. Join the join the, the chat. Feel free to converse with us. Um, yeah, yeah, that'd so, be fun. So thanks for checking out this episode six of uh, podcast for the recently deceased. Um, don't uh, forget to like, comment, subscribe. Uh, <laughs> I'm Nate Roberts, and I am Roddy Godek. And we'll see you next week. Take care.